Hello and welcome back to Dr. Quackers and today we're reviewing Joker. The movie that made social media and news outlets think that the release of this movie would cause people to go crazy and dress up as the Joker. Then go out to the streets and do random acts of violence because the media are morons. I don't think that's much of a controversial opinion. I think uh, most people think news media is a, uh, a bunch of morons. So, yeah, obviously none of that fucking happened. All this movie did was inspire people to make memes on the stairs from the movie. So I guess you can't be really any more wrong. <laughs> uh, now, I, I kind of understand where that thought might have come from. But here's the thing. Uh, the shooting, the Aurora shooting with the Dark Knight Rises didn't have the Joker, you know, in the fucking movie. Now, some people, you know, like he was inspired from the Joker and things like that. And he might have said that, but I mean, he sure as fuck didn't look like him. Um, seen the pictures, but um, awful thing. Very, very bad thing to happen with people. I uh, definitely hope everyone, everyone involved, you know, came out as best they could and things like that. You know, everyone got the help they needed. But uh, yeah, obviously that did not bleed over to this film. Thank fucking God. But uh, I do think it's a bit ridiculous to say the same thing will happen. Um, but like I said, all people do is make memes. So nothing happened. <laughs> uh, actually, this film became the highest grossing rated R film of all time. Also being the first R rated movie to gross a billion dollars worldwide. Winning a ton of awards, Joaquin Phoenix winning a Golden Globe and Oscar, and a BAFTA for his performance, and won a bunch of other awards for its score and direction. Uh, Todd Phillips uh, winning awards as well. So, yeah, maybe you can suck on that. I do think this movie is criminally underrated on Rotten Tomatoes. It's it's rated at sixty eight percent. How? I. It's definitely better than that fucking number. I think that has to do with what the media was saying uh, before the movie came out. And, uh, yeah, I think that's part of the reason why it's so low. But let's actually get into the movie right now. Um, there are two live-action films that take place in Gotham City that I think couldn't be saved without Batman. And, and could create the rogues gallery that, the, that fills his comics and his stories. This Gotham can definitely create a Joker, which leads to the creation of Batman by the end of the movie. This film very much understands the character of the Joker, his introduction being a great start to this movie. You first see Arthur sitting in front of a mirror, putting on his makeup, while you hear the news saying how the city is falling apart and that, that the garbage strike is continuing, so expect garbage to pile up on their sidewalks and roads. Where he focuses on... Uh, tries to make himself smile on his face uh, when he, he can't seem to get himself to smile, so he puts his fingers in his mouth and forces himself to have a smile as a tear rolls down his face. The next scene finds him in his clown outfit, holding a sign for a closing business, trying to make people laugh, but as a group of young men walking past him decides to rip the sign from his hands and run away with it. Arthur chases them down the street, trying to stop them yelling at people who are on the street for help and no one does anything. As Arthur starts to catch up with them, one of the young men uh, hides to hit him with the sign as he runs past him. While Arthur is laying on the ground, you know that this isn't his first beating. He covers his vital areas as the group kicks him. The camera then focuses on Arthur as the group runs away from him. That opening perfectly sets up the tone and how the story is going to go. 
Now, I prefer when the Joker is a nobody, which he kind of is in this movie. Uh, you find out later that uh, he was adopted and that they don't know where he was from beforehand. But still, I do prefer when the Joker is, isn't like, oh, this is Arthur Fleck. I do prefer when it's not that. But it's it works for the movie and it is re- still really good. This film is heavily inspired from The Killing Joke, Taxi Driver, and The King of Comedy. Which pays off greatly. I think that's a good mesh to uh, for this kind of film. Especially Taxi Driver and The King of Comedy. Um, the reason why I say The Killing Joke heavily inspired is because um, they're one of the early origins of the Joker is that he's a failed stand-up comedian and things like that. So they heavily play into that in this movie. And So I like how it, it does tie into actual comics and it's not just a movie that just happens to be a comic book movie. Now, I don't mind movies like that, but... Yeah, I think it works really well for this. Now, one of my favorite parts about this character of the Joker and Batman is how both de- both are dealt with horrors of Gotham, um, but going down opposite sides of the street. What I have always interpreted from the characters is that anyone can be the Joker and Batman, uh, due to a Joker being uh, a no one, and being as though the comics have said that now there's multiple Jokers, so it even kind of plays into that more. You also can't have one without the other. Otherwise, Gotham wouldn't be the place that it is, being the two symbols of the city. Joker being the anger, chaos, and violence that the underbelly and citizens feel about how difficult it is to survive in the city. My favorite scene in this movie about uh, about that theme is the scene between Arthur and Bruce. Arthur is trying his best to make Bruce smile and laugh, but the boys stay stoic through its whole performance, eventually making Bruce smile with his hands, showing the beginning of Joker trying to get Batman to be in on his joke. I think it works really well, and the foreshadowing of, you know, obviously their later characters and storylines is really is really cool, and I like it a lot. It, it definitely, I remember when I watched this in the theaters, and I was like, oh shit! Uh, that's cool as fuck. I, I liked it. Uh, now, I don't think this movie glorifies this outcome. The, the outcome, obviously, of the movie, then him becoming the Joker and terrorizing the citizens of Gotham. The story very much is a villain story. It's not like all the other villain movies that Disney is making, where the the villain is an, uh, is from perspective, and that you know they're not actually bad people. No, Joker's not a good person, and it never really shies away from that. He's not good. Uh, it's about the fall of Gotham into chaos and violence. It's not, it's not what some people were trying to say it is. It, it just isn't. Now, I know some people, uh, some, you know, some loners online and things like that. And for some reason, they pick the Joker as like an archetype for them to, I don't know. I wouldn't say worship, but they, I guess you would say look up to. And I hope those people, you know, get what they, get what they need and things like that. I, I don't want to. I, I understand why. I get it. There's a lot of things that tie into loneliness, wanting wanting help without being able to say it, it, it being as though you feeling as though people don't listen to you when you try to say things that you're dealing with. Like there's a whole scene with his therapist and things like that. Now, I, I don't think that's the widespread, which is why I don't think the movie glorifies it. If people draw to it, then people are going to be drawn to it. People will interpret whatever the movie's trying to say differently. I don't view it that way. I don't think this is a story where you want to be the Joker, which it's, it's, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't want to be in that situation or do those same things. So that's why I don't think it glorifies Joker is just the boiling over point for the city, which causes the Gotham to also birth its savior. 
it's a tragedy and it's not something you would want to go through you don't want to be the joker i don't think the movie want, like tries to set that up either the amount of mental illness and abuse that he endures to get to this point is not a desirable outcome and it's never shown in that way the ending scene is also great being a fantastic ending to the story you find joker in arkham talking to a shrink about a joke that a joke in his head and he starts laughing aloud she asks what the joke is he tells her that she wouldn't get it they then see arthur walking down the hallway leaving bloody footprints behind him as you get close to the end of the hallway guards guards begin to then chase him and he starts running away from them he is now where he wants to be being himself and causing as much chaos as possible it's a, it's a great send-off, and I think it's definitely a, a nice little bow on the end of the story to wrap it all up, and I think it pays off greatly. And it, uh, Yeah, honestly, I know there's a Joker 2 was announced, and I, I'm interested to see how it goes. I mean, apparently the next film will be take more of the... It'll be from the perspective of Harley Quinn, uh, who's played by Lady Gaga, so I'm interested to see how that goes. Um, however, I do think this is a great one-note story, and part of me, depending on how this next movie goes, would have preferred if it was just a one-note story. <clears throat> For a lot of reasons, but it works really well. I think a lot of the people that worked behind this movie put a lot of themselves in it. Uh, one, of, one of my favorite things that this movie talks about is the media and how things are positioned and things like that. Ironically, uh, <laughs> I don't. I, I think it is like, kind of ironic the way the media was talking about this movie. And then when you watch the movie, the way the media is positioned and how it does things, it's it's just really ironic. And I don't know. Part of me wonders if that was why the media didn't like it when they saw it before it came out. So you never know. I think it's interesting in that perspective. Um, and also one of my favorite things. So Todd Phillips used, uh, is mostly known for doing comedies. He did things like the Hangover movies. And he used to write for... You know, shows like The Tonight Show and things like that. He would do like late night shows. And one of his biggest struggles with working on those is that, like, oh, you can't joke about that. That's not funny. You can't write jokes about that. That's offensive. And that is one of the major points at the end when Joker is on the uh, Murray show. And they're like, no, 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 you can't make that joke. And it's things like that, knowing the context of how that scene was written is very interesting. And I do like those little things. It's just the little details that I know that the people behind the behind the camera and who are working on this film really care about its story and want it to be considered a serious film and not, I guess you would say, in the same line as, say, uh, like the average Marvel movie is, where it's very fantastical, much more focused on just big, loud things to make it as much entertaining to as wide of an audience as it can. Now, there's nothing wrong with those movies, but I don't think every comic book movie should be viewed in the same light because not every comic book movie is told the same, uh, nor is it the same kind of story, especially ones like these. The music is great, the soundtrack and the score. I love the use of oldies, uh, at least oldies now, uh, which feels much more natural to the world because it's based in 1981. The music fits the tone and it helps emphasize the madness in Joker's mind. One of my favorite parts is how they have his only friend in the movie be a big fat guy there's only friends uh and this would be a big fat guy and a dwarf those two types of people are usually his henchmen in the comics so it's just nice little nods that i know that they know the character well and um so i'm going to tell you a little story about that so the, the scene where joker kills uh the, the big fat guy the one that gives him the gun and previously and he, he stabs him in the neck with uh his scissors i uh i i was i actually kind of laughed at that movie and it's the scene when his, his the dwarf can't reach the lock on the door and he's just kind of jumping at it now i know that's that may sound immature but 
it caught me so off guard in such a like crazy ass tone shift that uh, I couldn't help but laugh. And every time I watch that movie, I think of that time where I was in the movie theater and I was the only one laughing that was caught that off guard by it. Uh, but yeah, I just forgot to share that story. I think it's kind of funny to think about because a bunch of people that were around me just like glared at me or turned around. I'm like, how does no one else find this funny? It's it, like he's freaking out and he can't reach the door. Like, how is that not fucking hilarious? But, you know, whatever. I think it's writing like that that show where it shows that Todd Phillips got his start more in comedy. And it's dark comedy like that that I do I did find funny in this movie. Uh, honestly, the weakest part of this movie is Robert De Niro who hasn't done a good movie besides this one in fucking years. Now, uh, he's kind of lost my respect, which means nothing, honestly. Like, I don't think fucking Robert Nero's like, oh, Dr. Quackers doesn't like me. Um, but it's kind of bullshit how he talked about the movie before it came out and after the movie was released. Uh, he, he has been in a ton of violent movies. In fact, being the star of one of the movies that inspired this one. Um, I'm not talking about his political stuff outside of this. It's all, I only say that for this movie. I don't give a shit about celebrities' politics. The only reason why I give a shit about this one is because it was directly involved with the film. Um, now, I'm not here to talk about the real-world gun rights or laws, but in fiction, maybe just shut the fuck up. All right? There are all kinds of stories to tell, and some will have violence, and some won't. Some of those stories will involve guns. And if you're sensitive to guns, don't like stories with guns, perhaps just pass on the story. Listen, I don't like rom-coms, but you don't see me being like, we need to stop doing this in rom-coms, blah, 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 blah. I mean, I don't like them, and I talk about them on here, but I'm not going to be like, you can't make rom-coms anymore. So perhaps just shut the fuck up. If you don't if you, if you don't like it, then you can say you don't like it. I have no problem against that. But to then try and say, like, we should no longer allow that, you're an idiot. At least that's how I feel about it. And here's an example I give you that it's only selected at things that, you know, may not gel well with, uh, I guess you would say, the more sensitive audience. You know what movie came out the same year and no one said a fucking word? It's John Wick 3. Now, I fucking love John Wick. I love all the movies. I've, I've liked 1, 2, and 3 so far. I'm excited for 4. John Wick 3 is one of the most violent action movies you can watch right now tons of people getting fucking stabbed get their faces blown off like tons of gun knife axe all any any sort of weapon you can think of it's most likely used to kill someone in that movie and no one said a fucking word about the violence when it was released and you want to know why it's because it stars keanu reeves and it's about a story getting revenge on someone killing his dog That's why. That's why no one said a fucking word. Everyone loves Keanu Reeves. Everyone, you know, it's because he killed the guy killed a dog and he's killing people that are involved with the dog thing. No one gives a shit. So, you know, if you're going to cry, be a little crybaby about the Joker, then you know what? Be a crybaby across the board. Don't be so selective just because you like that one. Oh, well, Keanu Reeves in it and it's about dogs. I don't care. You want to do that? We're going to be across the board with it. So... Yeah, it's bullshit. This is essentially my point. The only complaint to complain. So, yeah. Overall, I give this movie a 9 out of 10. I think it's a near fucking perfect movie. What kind of brings it down from a perfect movie for me is just, you know, like I kind of wish some things were more accurate to the comic. Like, 
no one really knowing who Joker, things like that. But that's just, I guess you could say a little nitpicking, but I do think it's a 9 out of 10. Um, yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed this review. Uh, if you did, I reviewed a bunch of other fucking movies, so if I go check that out, it's highly appreciated. Also, you should drop a follow on a rapid streaming through. They get a little notification when I post a new review. And I know this one was a bit more of a ranting. It may be, you know, not as uh, fun going as a lot of my other reviews are. But hey, you know, I promise more of my other ones are as well. Just this one, you know, it goes with the review. A lot of this went around it, so it's almost impossible to talk about the movie without at least bringing that up. So, yeah. Normally, that's not the case, though. So if you're out here being like, oh, it does that, and that's not my normal type of review. So, yeah. Well, I hope you have a fantastic day, my friend. And I hope you have a great Halloween. So, thank you. Hello, my loyal followers. And today, I would like to talk to you about this new and exciting clothing brand, 1033 Industries. They are a group of former law enforcement and military members that are working towards giving back to the community that they are a part of. They feel they are obligated to help those that aren't given the resources they need. Working with nonprofit organizations like 220 and Disgruntled Vets, they want nothing more than to fulfill whatever the community that they love needs. They don't follow the words of good enough. Due to their strong background and discipline, they strive for excellence in quality goods. Having hats, barware, women's and men's clothing, having performance shirts, base shirts, and graphic tees. A great choice for anyone that is proud of what America should stand for and those that have protected and served its people and land. You can find them at www.1033usa.com along with more information about them and their affiliates. They have given me a discount code to give to you all. Use promo code 1033NATION at the checkout for $5 off your order. And that is all caps. Again, 1033NATION at the checkout for $5 off. Thank you, and please support the show's sponsor by using the discount code. It shows them that I sent you, and I greatly appreciate it. And I hope you have a fantastic day.